Live from the Pathway Studios in Johnston proper, you are Live from the Path. One. I just have the one belt. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why we're talking about this. Hey, hey you've been listening live to the path just for these last few moments. Hey, this was the time you had to bail. We're talking about belt. <laughs> you could have left and you wouldn't have this problem anymore, but you didn't. Why? I'm sorry, I missed it. I, I was I was doing other things. What, what are we? T- why are we talking about belts? I was, I, I don't. I mean, it's not as interesting now that you bring it up. But we're we're just discussing that when people wear the, you know, dress up for the the cover art of their CD or whatever. Like major celebrities have a new outfit for every day of the week, and and regular Joes. I mean, I only own one belt, and so I figured I'd get caught wearing the same belt on every CD cover if I were to make one. <laughs> I had to recall it. It was never interesting to begin with. It was a weird conversation about how many belts people own. I bought a belt that is reversible. It's brown on one side, black on the other. Boom. That way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That way you're ready for every occasion. That counts as two belts. Yeah. Then, right? <laughs> so then I do have more than four belts. <laughs> so well, what I'm saying. I've got six reversible belts. So I've got 12 <laughs> belts. And then I got the one that's the cool buckles. And I got that one. I feel like my home insurance lady owes me another $12 <laughs> in coverage. Because I only counted it as one belt in case of fire. Oh yeah, I, I here's the deal is if you have if you have to take a belt and then accessorize it with a belt buckle, then that counts as a new separate belt. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely hey, true. I had one of those belts that had a bunch of different belt buckles to it. I like different interchangeable ones that I thought was cool when I was like fourteen. That's your plastic Batman belt and that doesn't count. <laughs> no, man no, it was good stuff. <laughs> you could do that. All right, that conversation is the worst <laughs> thing that's ever happened to me. Uh and this has been with Life from the Path. Here's what I go on on the show tonight. First of all, I'll be dog on it. I here's I'm gonna be real honest with you. I thought he retired and, and moved to Arizona. <laughs> Jeff Arendale. <laughs> yeah. <Good. laughs> I have not seen Jeff Arendale, I mean in years probably. I think two or three years at least. I think Dan sees him more often. Yep. Uh, but uh, uh, he ghosted me is what happened. We hang out. Yeah. Okay, that's what I figured. <laughs> I thought you played Words with Friends with Arendale. No way. He's dodgy. Here's the deal. You don't play, you don't play Words with Friends with Jeff Arendale. He's the most defensive Words with Friends player <laughs> ever. Like, when other people are, like, playing words, trying to try out new phrases and see if they can up their vocabulary, Arendale has rolled up the dungeon uh, and the drawbridge and is playing, like, so tight to the vest. <laughs> it's, it's conservative death. Yeah. <laughs> There's only like four people who play that now. Death by yawning. I, mean, I, I, do it, I only get computer generated. Hey, Susan wants to play you. And I'm like, I don't know Susan. I don't know Susan. Yeah. <laughs> and I would say, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, they get different names. It's the same picture, though. So it's like, it's obviously a computer generated. Yeah, right. Oh, gosh. All right. So anyway, so his, his retirement and uh, hiding in Florida is greatly exaggerated. Yes. Uh, first of all, he's not even retirement age. I thought he was one of the, you know, you guys heard the fire, like where people retire early. Uh-huh. I thought that was Arendale. He had saved his money well and he, he blew to Florida. But the it, fire? Yeah, that's what they call it. When you retire early, they call it the fire? Yeah, fire. But use it in a, in a sentence or whatever. Yeah. Hey, those, those, uh, it's one of those fire people. <laughs> it's one of those fire people. Yeah. He's on fire. Did you just make this up and you are trying really hard to make it a no, real thing? No, it's, it, I don't know. He's, he's, he's one of them fire people. <laughs> Use it in a sentence. Fire is an adjective in this situation. I don't remember what it means. 
Fast, fast. I think wonderful. you're the only one that recognizes. Oh, is it an acronym for something? Yeah, it's an acronym. Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway, so not in Arizona, That's less not wonderful. retired, not so wealthy that he could leave working at, at the ripe old age of 33 or whatever he is. So, <laughs> so Arendelle is back in the studio, and he's got a new, he's got a new album out, for EP. Yes. EP. Yep. Super excited. Uh, yes. So, so and we're going we're gonna to hear some tunes from it. Yeah. At least two. It was supposed to be three. But the illustrious Arendelle has yelled his face off <laughs> at the Chiefs game. Yes. And, and he just can't pull off three of them. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I was doing that all night. That was one of them. Uh, yeah. I, he had to. <laughs> he had You're welcome. The, he had the mascot. That'll be $500. When please. he got here. Uh, okay. So anyway, we're going to catch up with Jeff. Uh, we're going we're gonna to hear some, a couple tunes off the, uh, off the EP. And he's got a big announcement. Big, big stuff is happening oh. tomorrow. Tomorrow. Now, we don't broadcast live. So it's going to be today when you listen to it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. I got to do the math. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, put two. Yeah. Uh, I got, I got Pope-style advice, Ben. Okay. Mike's got some Pope-style advice. Booba has a question. <clears throat> Booba, what's the, what's the presence, presence of the question? I have to navigate two separate families in my life because I, I've just been adopted by a bunch of people. And one of them is a very, like, God-loving family that, that's full-on loving that kind of deal and following Jesus. And the other ones are not quite there mm-hmm. at all. Kind of the exact opposite, actually, <laughs> and uh, and I'm really trying to figure out how to navigate being a part of that family when I'm trying to find myself following Christ more and more and more. Yep. And like the more I find myself falling in line with the the Jesus man I want to be, the less I want to like kind of hang around. And, and I know that sounds terrible because they're my family, but it's like, like a just, third belt, right? Like, right. It's like if you have <laughs> one reversible belt, so that's your two, <laughs> and then you have a third one. It's just like ah, I'm not so sure. About I'm not so one. sure on this third that belt. belt buckle seemed cool when I was 16, and I was wearing a lot of clothes that seemed cooler. Yeah. Nowadays, no, that has nothing to do with that. One. I understand. Um, no, and I'm just, I'm, I really want to figure out like what, what am, what am I supposed to do in this situation, like where I've got a family that I'm trying to hold on to because I love them, but like I just feel like we are distancing ourselves so much because what we care about is completely changing. And the person that I am is completely changing because I'm trying to fall more in line and in love with Christ. It's yeah. a good question, Booba. Yeah, yeah, that is a good question. All right, all right, we'll pick up. We'll pick up on that. Uh, a couple pieces of news just before we uh, we go too far. Tanzanian pastor arrested for causing church stampede that killed twenty, injured sixteen. Oh boy! So at least says at least twenty congregants have been killed and and another sixteen injured in a stampede during a Sunday church service in northern Tanzania. Now. Have you guys heard this story? No. Yes. Oh, okay. Dan's heard it. Booba, have you heard it? No. It's Tanzania. Tanzania. Why Stop can't, it. Why can't, <laughs> it's, it's Tanzania. Why can't I say it Tanzania? Because it sounds like... Uh, Stop. Okay, whatever. It sounds like, like you're trying tan- to say Tasmanian devil. Tanzanian devil. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's the same place. <laughs> Jason says I'm two for two. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hey, I just want to say a similar thing happened a couple of weeks ago when we were giving out free Arendelle CDs. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, there was a rush for the exit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tanzania was, a, was upset. It was a, yeah. Wait, Arendelle didn't retire? Yeah. 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 20 people in Tanzania was a, were killed. <laughs> so that guy's been in Arizona for years. Yeah. It was a fire sale. Huh? <laughs> okay. ah. them fire people. <laughs> Okay, so so Buva, having not heard this story, my question is this: What what do you think caused this stampede at the church service? It, now, okay, it's a stampede of people. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It, I, I, I didn't sure say this that. Isn't like animals Tanzanian stampeding through. Yeah, it yeah could, maybe it's yeah. Tanzanian devils that are coming through. <laughs> <laughs> what caused the stampede? Yeah, that's what I'm asking you. Church potluck. Legit. Legit. Mike. Fire. 
He fire said people. something about fire. Okay. Okay. Now, what if? Okay. Uh, Pastor Bonif- Boniface Mwamposa yeah. con- uh, convinced scores of people to attend a Sunday service at a sports stadium in Tan- Tanzania. Yeah. <laughs> Tanzania's commercial capital by promising the great prosperity and cures for diseases if they stepped in blessed oil. Oh, yeah. During one point in the service, uh, Mwamposa told approximately 10,000 worshipers to rush to one side of the stadium in order to be anointed, inciting a stampede that killed 20 people, five oh. of whom were children. It, up. It, was, it was a stampede for anointment? Listen here. You ever see Jesus acting this way? Calling says, people to one side hey, of the stadium? You hungry. Hang tight. We'll bring the bread around. This guy has set up some kind of blessed oil on like a complete other side of the stadium, and it causes a roast which everyone tramples over themselves, killing people it's spiritual cast- because calcinous. of this fella. Man. That's sad, Ben. That's a sad story. That's a terrible story. What's his name? Wampum Face? Yeah, it's pretty oh, close. Oh, man, I just can't even imagine how bad you guys are butchering this name right now. It's Wampum Wampum Face? I know. <laughs> I said it bon- right. Boniface to Wampum Face of Tasmanians. <laughs> Sorry. It's Boniface. All right. Holy anyway, cow. he was arrested on Sunday as he was trying to flee the country. Yeah. He will be held accountable for causing this tragedy. Good. I mean, here's the thing. There's parts of me that goes, oh, man, he was just trying to do the right thing, and he made a huge mistake. But then there's other parts of me that go, look, if you're going to take responsibility for people, you have to have more than like a one-inch line of sight in front of you that goes, hey, man, this might be a problem, right? Like it's, it'd be like something as simple as saying, hey, let's have a worship service. Hey, can we have it in this bathroom closet? Yeah, we can, <laughs> right? That's akin to what he did, right? Like it makes absolutely no – taking responsibility for even 10,000 people in attendance is a huge responsibility, right? And then like to not watch or guard your words or pay attention to what you're doing – when the welfare of all these people uh, is on you, is to, it's flat out arrogant, right? The, the, the prosperity gospel is huge in, in third world countries, and, and, and that's obviously what this is. There's yeah, the, had to be some money exchange. He's he's a rock star. That's all he is, oh. and he throws a little Jesus out there and gets some cash and throws some oil. Was out. it like a pool of oil or what? No, I don't. I don't know. It doesn't say. But but I think that's the core point, though. It's bull, right? Obviously, it's a, it's it's not even a thing. These people died for some jack and apes. Uh, who was making something up? Uh, I'm not saying Jesus wouldn't honor faith among some of those folks for trying to walk in 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 something they believe to be true. But this dude's a turdlinger, and he has done this for his own glory and nothing else. Wait, what did you say? That's he a was? turdlinger. Oh, okay, <laughs> Can you well, find that? Yeah. Like wampum face. Use it in a sentence. Bolshevik. <laughs> All right. All right. Anyway, anyway. Just catching you up on the news of the day. I don't like that story. Man. I know. It's terrible. All right. Uh, okay, here. See, now, it's, now I feel bad moving over to Arendale after that business, so I'm going to give you a better story. Uh, Wuhan pastors encouraging congregations not to fear and to be at the forefront of helping others. Uh, amid the coronavirus outbreak in China, which has killed more than 300 people and infected 14,550 worldwide, Wuhan pastors are encouraging their congregations to not be scared and to focus on helping others, according to other reports from the city. Eric Berkland, president of China Partner, a nonprofit organization that helps churches in China, said Christians in Wuhan are being encouraged by local pastors not to fear and to be at the forefront helping others. Ooh. I have a question. Yep. So, like, they've made a real big deal about this coronavirus or whatever, but, like, just even based off the numbers they're providing, that's a 2% rate of people dying from getting it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's about the same as dudes just walking around, right? Like, by the time you look at, uh, at, the, at the infection rate, uh, of people who have compromised immune systems 
uh, like the very young or the very old, uh, that's about our recid- that's about our rate anyway, right? So like, it's it, is that the same? Is it comparable to like the flu, right? As far as as far as how deadly it is. Uh, so like, uh, you're talking velocity of stuff at this point, right? Like, it's not it's it's not just pure numbers. It's how quickly and how many, not just how many. Oh, like how fast it it would kill somebody? Uh, no, no, no. But like how how quickly like uh more more people are so because like the people you're talking about with the flu, they're also still dying. I'm with you so far. Right. So now you've just added another one on top of it. What what what, is, what, sorry, what are you getting at here? I I'm just trying to 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 measure the hubbub here, right? Because like once again, if we had, I mean, we get a, a flu outbreak every year, yeah. right? Like for about a month or two, and they're like, and then they and then they say it's a big huge deal. And then, like, I mean, and then people who are, have uh, immunocompromised situations anyway are the ones more susceptible of dying from it. And then they do. And I, I'm just trying to measure it, right? Like, right. Cause I, I yeah. feel like it's, like, it's, like, it's, I mean, it doesn't sound like it's a good deal, obviously. I'm, I'm not trying to downplay it. I'm just trying to take it in with some realistic glasses here and to say, like, is it, if it spreads quickly and it causes sickness, but if it's, if its death rate is still only 2%, I mean, Eh. Yeah, are we like are we latching onto this as a huge deal right now? But is it actually any worse than other? Okay, yeah, I'm putting this very insensitively, and I realize that I'm just maybe I'm just trying to I'm trying to. Try I've, to I've had the same question yeah. though, is because ultimately, like, yeah, if we're looking at mortality rates and actual statistics versus news coverage, is the news coverage just because this is newer? Because I know there's been multiple strands of the coronavirus that have existed for years now. There's like three that existed. Two that have been around for a while. This third one is the newest one, and I don't know if it's a mutated strain of the virus that's causing it to have a higher mortality rate, and that's what's making it news, or if this is just the newest thing the news is attack- attaching to, excuse me, because it's a new virus that we're talking about. Is it actually, like, uh, are the death rates, mortality rates actually warranting the amount of news coverage that's existing right now yeah, and the amount of scare that's being thrown out right now yeah because i mean we, we went through something similar with sars and with yep. the swine mm-hmm. flu right um and like here's the deal there's regardless of whether it doesn't match up to how it was predicted like there's there's still people and families that are impacted by whatever that is oh, no, right? agreed so, agreed uh but 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 in either case i suppose the 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 realistic question is is does, does the very fact that we start talking about it in a certain way um, either cause it to be to be a greater impact than what it is, or an overreaction to certain things. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it, be, anyway, I think a broad point, right? Like uh, uh, where everyone else is running out, people of Jesus are running in. I think that's uh, and sure. that's that's happening in Wuhan. Here, here's what I want to know: the pastors are encouraging it. Are they engaging in it as well, or just sending their people out to do the? You know, hey, if you guys get sick, I'll pray yeah. for you. Uh, yeah. No, uh, Buba no. will go in. I'll be more impressed if <laughs> the pastors are also. Involved. Yeah, I mean, you are talking China here, right? So, like, uh, I mean, the prosperity gospel ain't, ain't big in China. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, uh, yeah. So, I, and, and the the quote was uh, from this guy: "I believe pastors that we have been training over the years are now ministering to the needs of these people that are so desperately in panic mode." Mm. Awesome. Anyway, that's better news than the other guy. Yeah, I agree. All right, you're listening to live from the path. Yeah, I don't know, Ben. Yeah, I don't know. I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. All right, so let's let's reengage. So let's reintroduce yourself uh, if you've not been to Arizona lately with with Jeff Arendale. Uh, so uh, here's the deal: Arendale has been on the show uh, numerous times. Always mm-hmm. been super gracious with his time and with his talent. Uh, he, in fact, he's the go-to guy. I, Jeff, I'm going to tell you a secret. Uh, anytime we decide, we thought, hey, we should do something as a show, like we were going to put a put on a uh, the Christmas from the Path yeah. program, right? 
uh, or like we were going to do something, we said, hey, man, what are Aaron Dale's doing? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's the first guy. We, we, can, we can trick him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the old dollar and string trick. It's him every time. <laughs> uh, so, so I'm super excited, though, to, uh, to, to, to hear about your new album. So yeah. the, it, it, let me ask you this. So mm-hmm. EP number, it's number two. Correct. Um, uh, number three, actually. The, well, three, right, because yeah. there's, there's the, I, I remember by the by the covers. Yep. There's a green one, and then there's one of them with Aaron Dale hanging on a porch. Yeah. And there now there's one with Arendelle hanging on stairs. Yep. Of a porch, though. <laughs> yeah, I think it's still a porch. Well, it's, a, it's the back porch, actually. <laughs> We're making full usage of the uh, layout. I, wa- I want to use all the porches. <laughs> uh, so anything, um, uh, any, any theme to the EP this time, or just a collection of things that, that God's working <clears throat> on in your life? You know, I think it's a collection of things. Uh, the, the, the EP prior was kind of a... Kind of a beginning to end salvation, the story of salvation, you know, and, and, and ending in, you know, the outcome of salvation. This one has a little bit of everything. You know, it's about coming together, worshiping God um, corporately and uh, anticipating the return of Christ. Um, there's a song in there about picking up your cross daily, just as Christ did. Um, and uh, and running to the cross, too. Not only carry your cross, but run to the cross, because uh, I certainly can't, you know, handle anything in my life without Christ. So. And then, um, you know, there's there's a, a really cool worship song. I was impressed once by the fact that, um, you know, if, if, if we're not singing praises, if we're not living a lifestyle of worship um, and giving glory to God through our very lives, and, and even if you don't sing or not, then the hills and the rocks are going to cry out. And, you know, the Lord's creation is always worshiping Him. And, and uh, so it's kind of a, a challenge to worshipers. It's a challenge to Christians uh, to worship. So um, I don't know, it's a little bit of all that kind of stuff. You know, the other one, too, that first song that kicks it off, the You Are There, you know, that's from Psalms where David says, where can I go, where can I flee from you? When I, when I lie down at night, when I wake up in the morning, when I rise, whatever, you're there, it doesn't matter. You know where I'm, where I'm at. And that's just not physically where I'm at. You know where I'm at with my heart and my spirit. So uh, I don't know, it's kind of a little bit of everything, I think. Hey man, I, yeah, I mean, I need a soundtrack to my life that dips in all waters. I agree. I think that's good. Well, so yeah. I, I tell you what, let's let's uh, let's hear a tune uh, for, from uh, from the EP, and then we can uh, catch up a little bit more. Tell us a little bit about the uh, first song you're going to sing. Yeah, this is uh, this is the song I was talking about: uh, corporate worship um, and 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 gathering the worship worshipers and the praises of the people. It's um, you know, I just I want to be part of that. When I first uh, rededicated my life to Christ, and um, and it was apparent that. Uh, I was going to get to use the talent God had given me with music. Um, I wanted to be used in that, in gathering the praises of the people. So I'm a worshiper and singer-songwriter as well, and this one's about uh, gathering the praises of his people together. So uh, That's awesome. Well, the song is To the Great I Am. Yep. You're listening to uh, Jeff Arendale on Live from the Path. Speaks to our hearts as the time draws near. He's made his plan known, it's perfectly clear. Millions of souls in harmony. Time is now. Oh my gosh. Draw me close Without any pause 
talking with men in accord with this cause. Now seems the time to lift up our hands to the great I am. Nothing more temporary than life Where there is darkness came to bring light As darkness breeds fear There's no more fear The isolation's gone He opens eyes Draw me close without any pause. Talking with men in a cordless pause. Now see the time to lift up our hands to the great I am. Draw me close without any pause. Talking with men in a cordless pause. Now see the time to lift up our hands to the great I Sorry about the voice, fellas. That's really uh, there's a deal. Uh, I mean, it's not your fault. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl, Aaron. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my attorney will be calling Andy Reid. Not really. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the harmonies were just <laughs> yeah. And I really liked that song. That was really nice. I feel like I I I've been tending to uh, like you guys. You got any of you guys go running, go exercising or whatever? Yeah. Like I was build this running playlist to like these super fast rocking tunes or whatever, thinking it had to pump me up. You know. And like, uh, I find that like I like to run to the almost the exact opposite, like songs just like that, right? Like, 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 like the, just these easy going, uh, peaceful. Like, especially, I, there could not be a, a more favorite phrase that out of the Bible than when, when when God calls Himself the Great I. It was just my favorite thing ever. And so, like, I love every bit of that. Song. Oh, that was very cool. Oh, man. Hey, man, I I work out to bands like Demon Hunter and A Plea for Purging. No, that scream at me the whole time. <laughs> no. And uh, I'm gonna and, send you. I, I have a two playlists that I that I exercise. I to. don't know if I can exercise to easy listening, but I mean I, I'll, I'll try for you. <laughs> One of the playlists is called Dead Mike Running, and that's got all the hard rock music in it. And then the other one's called Alive Mike Running, and that's the more Arendale. <laughs> I, 
great I am. Type I'll stuff. do the same for you. I will send you my playlist to to work out to. We'll see what happens. That sounds fantastic. All right. I you know I was uh, I, I I go in spurts when I'm uh, doing stuff for running. Like sometimes I need a bunch of music, and then there was a time where like I probably listened to I don't know ten. 10, uh, 20 podcasts of people like teaching through the through books of the Bible or whatever, and yeah. like, uh, it's it's odd. I was some guy was teaching like Second Kings or something. I'm, I'm out I'm out running eleven thirty at night yeah. going yeah. Yes, I do sermons and news. Yeah, Fox <laughs> News. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's because you want to run away from the news. That's perfectly acceptable. <laughs> I can understand that entirely. Man. All right, that's weird. I can't do that. Okay, so so uh, here we go. So to the great I am, uh, yeah. that, that's on. The, so now, Aaron, no, p- people can pick this thing up, right? Yeah, um, it soon will be released on the normal electronic uh, platforms: Apple, uh, Apple, what's it called? Apple Music, Spotify, uh, Amazon will be there, um, and then also got hard copy CDs for those people that still have a CD player. And um, yeah, we've been selling those at. Uh, the various places that we've been playing, and uh, or you can go to the website and contact me there, or uh, Facebook, something like that, and I'll get one shipped to you as well. Now, do you do you know when it's going to be? I, I I checked the Spotify today to see if it was out there. I didn't see it. Yeah, we were having some difficulties. Apparently, uh, uh, producer Art accidentally hit explicit material on one of the songs, and <laughs> you know that opened up a whole nother uh, page on the. Uh, uh, of questions, so he went back and fixed which that. Which one did you did you use bad language on? Uh, none of them. Actually, I was going to say I'm so. interested to see which one that was. <laughs> you weren't yeah. there. Yeah, he get moving. Decided to clean it up. No, this it time. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's worship bad language? Is that yelling "you brood of vipers" on the <laughs> Hey, man. So we were put making, down those Asherah poles. Uh, <laughs> we were uh, we were making Christmas cards. Did I tell the story in the air? So uh, we were making Christmas cards at church for like uh, the Meals on Wheels. And mm-hmm. so we did our church service, and then when everyone, we, we stood around, and everybody made cards that you could give to the Meals on Wheels people. And they said, and the people were drawing Christmas scenes or whatever, and scenes from the Bible. And, like, I drew a picture of John the Baptist going, you brood of vipers. Because <laughs> I thought, I mean, that's around when, when you know, it's, it's early very in the Lord's Christmas. It's a Christmas card? Yeah, it's a very Christmassy. It's, it's, a, it's a Bible story. Boom. <laughs> you schmuck. My, now, my wife, my wife took it out of the pile. It didn't make it to the to the people at the yeah. Mills on Wheels. Somebody's got to wear the discernment shirt around your place. <laughs> I tell, I'll tell you this: the if shirt I was, of discernment. <laughs> yeah, if, if it's I like was, the Uum and the Thurnum or whatever it's called. What's it called? <laughs> I always like to. I always call it the Uma Thurman because I can't even remember what it was called. <laughs> the Urum, Urum and the Thur Thurum. What's it called? I know. The, uh, I don't anyway, know. it's the gambling the, best. The shirt of <laughs> I mean, in practice, it's the gambling oh, best. Anyway. We have any Orthodox Jews that listen to the show? We're really sorry about what's happening right now. Put on the Uma Thurman and tell me which house to buy. <laughs> All I'm saying is, is that if I were on the Meals on Wheels program and my mashed potatoes showed up and someone had drew a rough picture of John the Baptist calling someone a brood of vipers, I'd be like. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, Tim. You're the uh, only person who would appreciate that card. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, uh, so you can go go to jeffarendale.com dot com is where you're going to keep up to date on this stuff anyway. Yep. Now, yep. Uh, now there is big news though. Yes. So happening tomorrow, yes. or if you're listening to the podcast the day it drops today, yeah. You've you got a video coming out. Yeah, and actually tomorrow it's the teaser. You know, oh, it's we the got, teaser. Oh video. yeah, tomorrow's the teaser, and then uh, looking at. 
dropping, as they say, you know, the hip cats say in the uh, in the business, we're dropping the video. That's, that's which, what you know, I say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, when I drop something, it usually breaks. But, Calling uh, anyone hip cats <laughs> automatically <laughs> takes you out of being the hip cat. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But I love it. So releasing, it's uh, going to be released, uh, looking at next week. So it's the first um, uh, video that we've got or that we put out. And we had a lot of fun doing it. Man, I, I wish you could have been there. Um, we made sure that you were on vacation, though, Jason. So <laughs> everybody else is in it. Wait and, a minute. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, did you feel that at the time, Jason? Like, hey, we're doing the video shoot. Oh, you out of town. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's not movable, bro. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they only do cameras on Tuesdays. <laughs> Uh, so t- tell me about this. What, how was that experience, then, uh, Jeff? Like, I mean, was it as you expected? Like, what did you walk into thinking? You know, I guess uh, growing up. Uh, well, gosh, I grew up a long time ago. But you know, with the MTV generation, and you you know, you see the back uh, backstory on some of those, and just watching goofiness and some of these songs and stuff like that, and uh, well, even watching the '60s stuff, like the Monkees, you know, miming to videos, or the Beatles miming yeah. to to the to the track or whatever. So I had kind of an idea. I mean, I can remember as a as a ten year old when the Archies were out. You could cut out the records off the back of Honeycomb cereals. You get the Jacksons or Bobby Sherman or whoever. And my sisters and I are down in our basement. And we're pretending like we're the Partridge Family or something. You know, just you know, had the little forty five uh, record player going. So I figured it'd be like that. And yeah. it kind of was. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, I it. it was exactly. You know, um, I it was it was a little bit like that. I don't know if it was a little confusing. Think, but yeah, that no, was a good time. Yeah, and and it was uh, th- these guys all got sick of the song because we did it like twenty seven times or so something. So do you have to play it, or do they blare it over like speakers and you act like it's happening? Yep, yep. It's uh, it's all a big hoax. Uh, it's <laughs> an act. It's a uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You play it over and over and over again. And it's like oh good lord. And then finally we cut these guys loose, uh, the band loose, and then we did some uh, some solo Jeff some, shots. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, some drama. T- Where such. the rain came out. Yeah. And we got down to the A-shirt, and we just started singing the tunes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Where it was really, what it was really about, yeah. No, 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 not at all. But it was really cool, you know, and it, uh, you know, the producer, he was a director guy. He's he's great to work with. He had a lot of fun, and, and it's like, okay, it's like, when, when is this coming out? Well, I don't know. Uh, you know, Christmas, maybe I'll have a chance to start working on it. This was like early November. He literally left the country he to avoid went, getting yeah. his- <laughs> He went to Africa to shoot a rap video or something, but uh, I don't know. He finally got back, I think, last weekend. It took him like 15 minutes. No, I'm just kidding. It didn't take him 15 <laughs> minutes, but very artsy, very a uh, uh, little bit of drama, lots of smiles and laughs and, you know, that kind of thing. Pretending I'm like super pumped to see this thing. Oh. I mean, did, did you feel like you had to act? Like, did you do some acting in this yeah, thing? You know, no, no, no. It wasn't like that. It's not. It's not any kind of story thing. But it um, really, it just kind of looked like one of our performances. I think. You know, we're standing around and singing and smiling and worshiping. It looks and, like a David Crowder video with the bands just playing. And I mean, really? Have you seen? Oh this yeah, thing, you've Dave? seen it. I I've seen it. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. Saturday. Some of us are special. Wait a minute. Yeah. This is a, yeah. Just saying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a pastor. Hold up. Now, so. I just feel hurt. All right? I, I can't I just, I just feel hurt. Right. I worry about him when he's in Arizona. And, and <laughs> Aaron, I, sh- I share your posts all the time. Uh, I interact, and I'm uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, it's, all right. So, Dan, you've seen this thing. Okay. I mean, 
is quality. I like it. I like it. I mean, Aaron basically said three minutes ago that he's a fraud. So I can't, <laughs> right, right. I can't take anything well, that comes out of his mouth. It has the feel of one of those videos where like the band walks into an old church and, and the lights are low and they kind of start playing and, and it's like a, got a rustic feel and, and uh, I, I like it. I mean, that sounds like the August Goods video. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Is it the same dude? Uh, no, maybe not. No, okay, no. okay. I know. Who that I'm is. excited for this video. Yeah, I know. I'm excited for this video. So yeah, so today or not tomorrow, which will be today. Um, look for the. Uh, uh, we'll we'll have it on the Facebook. Teaser. Yeah, the trailer. The teaser. It's crazy. Yeah, the, the trailer. Yeah, yeah. It'll be on there for a week. Ooh. And, now wait. So share it. Te- share it. Tell everybody the news. I will, Jeff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I really hope this is like a sweet video from the 1980s where you're like at some warehouse that apparently manufactures like sparks and that's all they do like you're just jamming out in the back and like wide aerial shots of you just doing all kinds of stuff I'm really and then the sparks are out <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this and I we can't had to wait. wear protective Uma Thurman shirts yeah, for yeah. that you got your Uma Thurman on right over your shirt of uh, discernment we got it all taken care of it's gonna be great yeah and if, if it doesn't meet my expectations i will be shooting my own video <laughs> to let you know what it should have been and we'll see what it looks oh, like from there oh, I that is that. a great yes, idea we are, no. <laughs> we are gonna shoot a mock you venturi video of arendale we're gonna we're gonna create it scene for scene <laughs> yeah. yes I'm can that. i please be jeff <laughs> we, yeah. we look so much alike i'm sorry i didn't mean to diss you like that I'm just saying, it's gonna work a mockumentary is gonna oh, be great this is a great idea okay okay <laughs> I love it. It was never like this. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Why, hype video coming tomorrow. Why's Booba got his shirt off? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> why's that guy welding back there? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Like Sammy Hagar in the back just rocking it, and then sparks flying for no reason, like a Power Rangers show. And now, show. And now why is he leaping what? through the air? Yeah. Yeah. That leotard. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what is going on? Why is that person dancing on a car that's not moving? What's happening right now? This is great. Uh, is that a, a factory? <laughs> a factory that manufactures sparks. <laughs> now, now, hold on. Now I'm kind of interested. So, were there were there multiple like thoughts about this video, or was it always going to be the no. band performance? Like, did you? No. Band performance, 100%. Okay. Yeah. This was our first, and... Um, you thought uh, you play know, it safe. Play it safe. Okay. But we're talking about doing some, you know, we'll have some other songs coming out. We might have a little bit more fun with... Well, actually, uh, there, there weren't as many shots maybe as Mark would have wanted, and certainly no shots of Jason in the video. Yeah. So this next Jeff Arendelle video... A lot video, of people going to be thankful about that. <laughs> no, no. So, the, so we're thinking this next one, this next Jeff Arendelle video is going to star Jason Badger, feature... <laughs> Feature Mark Zirkelbach, and, and I'll just kind of bop in and out over their shoulders. Well, um, and it is and important to note that we have on more than one occasion renamed the band. Yeah. It's the, the Mark Zirkelbach and Jeff band. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it rolls off the tongue. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. Actually, uh, I was good. Jason, I was just going to ask you, like, uh, we have a video shoot coming up on our own. <laughs> That if you'd be interested in, uh-huh. we'd love to have you. Yeah. I mean, I, and if you're out of town, I'll reschedule, man. You mean everything to me. Yeah. D- d- depends on w- what you want me to wear. Oh, uh, I mean, I'm open. As long as it's more than the halftime show, <laughs> I think we, I can get on with that. Oh. <laughs> and there it was. <laughs> the Thank hostess you. singer.
<laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Brought to you by hostess. <laughs> hey, Christian, stop complaining about stuff you shouldn't be watching anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Just turn it off and go yeah. have a brownie and come back. You'll never believe what I saw at the dirty bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> the what? <laughs> yes, that is what the argument is today. <laughs> right? Like, you'll never believe what I saw at the halftime show. <laughs> oh, really? I think I would. <laughs> <laughs> I might. I might. <laughs> <laughs> Was that too too Arendellish? Yeah. Oh, like, not, not a hip cat. What is <laughs> happening right now? I know that I'm not 30 yet, but come on. We've got hip cats or yeah, something yeah. along with dirty bookstore yeah. and then him saying fire people what is happening in here tonight guys o only in mike's version of the world are people still buying dirty books <laughs> i didn't even know they could be washed i'm just imagining those creepy old like 1920s little comic books that are like smut comic books and this is what the christians of today are like oh this is terrible like they're not oh man Whoops. You'll never guess what's in here. <laughs> oh All right, gosh. dirty bookstore. <laughs> Don't go to the dirty bookstore. Speaking of dirty bookstores. Speaking of, huh? Yeah, speaking of. So, <laughs> I was, you have you guys, <laughs> so uh, I'm not going to ask whether you've been to the smut store, but there, so in, on, on the south side of Des Moines, uh -huh. there's a, there's like a dirty store and there's this Bob's Tools. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm talking about? And they share a parking lot. Yeah. yeah. Dirty store, all boys. I mean, you can't see in it or whatever. And here's the deal. They always have the same number of customers. There's always, <laughs> there's always, if there's one car at the dirty store, there's one car at the Bob's Tools. Now, I'm pretty sure that that second guy at the Bob's Tools is also at the dirty store. <laughs> he just didn't want anybody to drive by and see... So he acts like he's at the Bob's yeah, Tools. Bob's Tools been closed down for 20 years. What are you talking about? Yeah. I think I, I went think out of business in the 90s. You go in there, and there's like a screwdriver and like a calendar of some lady it's from 1984. Right. And like, that's it. That's all it's at Bob's Tools. And they did the, the dirty store just pays them to let people yeah, park over it's there. It's a secret underground tunnel. Okay, but anyway, that was my guess. However, one day, I, so I used to live on the south side. Uh, and so I was out there the, uh, the last week or whatever, and there was a lot of cars at the Bob's Tools. I mean, like 15, 20 cars, and I couldn't believe it. And so I drove by, I drove by once, and I didn't really notice. I came back the other, the, the, come back the other way, and I'm like, what the heck is going on at the Bob's Tools? And, but there was nobody over at the dirty store. And so uh, I, I finally decided I was going to pull in and check it out and see what was going on at the Bob's Tools. Okay, thank you for clarifying it was Bob's Tools that we were yeah, checking on. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. I didn't say I was going to go to the dirty store. Good. Just what check. What if it. they have those Victorian novels in there? They don't, they don't meet my sensibilities. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I go into Bob's Tools, and there's a guy. There's a. There's like twenty do all dudes into Bob's Tools, looking very ashamed of themselves. And I thought, like, this is weird. So I asked him what was going on, and I'll be doggone <laughs> if they found out, they heard that the Pope was in town, and that he was going to drive through the South Side. To get to Pleasantville, Iowa. <laughs> and they were so ashamed of themselves, they left the dirty store and huddled at the Bob's Tools. Are you? What? Because you would. If the Pope wasn't coming to town, you wouldn't want the pontiff himself to see that you're hanging out at the dirty store. And so they all made a beeline for the Bob's Tools. And so I said, boys, like, is that really what's going on? Is the Pope really in town? They said, yeah, he's on his way to Pleasantville. They said, uh, he's going home. I'm like, you don't live in Pleasantville. That's ridiculous. So I drive. I follow this cavalcade of people that are driving Pleasantville. And it's Mike. Somehow, these fellas have misunderstood uh, who, who, that the Pope was not really in town, but it was Mike Foost. And so now he's got the problem. Now all these people have been following him out into his, to his house. And they're on his lawn. And they refuse to leave because they think he's the Pope and he's going to give them wisdom. 
And so I, I, we talked it over while he was there. I said, Mike, what are you going to do? And he says, the only way to get these people off my lawn is you got to give them wisdom like the Pope would, some Pope-style advice, you know, walk out on the, on the veranda and, and give some kind of advice. But they got to feel it, so it's got to be kind of relevant to your life. And so, Mike, what did you tell him? So I've had to give – I've given this advice out uh, probably three times this week, and it continues to keep coming up. Uh, but the Pope-style advice is, is the prodigal son does not get to bring his lifestyle with him back home. So I've I uh, well I mean this is true for me this is true of, of uh, I mean almost every guy that I've talked to about some various things going on in their life and like that prodigal son story is just it could not peel more like an onion like Ben says like it just gets deeper and deeper every time I read it and every time I come to understand it better but like at the end of the day the son left he basically said uh, looked at I wish you were dead I want my money. <laughs> And give me my inheritance. I'm, I'm leaving. And he leaves his father, and he, he does some wild living. And with various edits to the story, depending on who I'm talking to, we'll just leave it at wild living. <laughs> so he does some really wild living and ends up in a really bad set of circumstances and starts to yearn to go back home and goes, man, you know, I, I don't think I'm ever going to be welcome back into that family, but maybe I can just work there. Maybe I can at least be part of the atmosphere. You know, I, obviously I've lost all, all reason to be there, to be loved there. And... With a with a with a resolute heart that he's going to be a nothing the rest of his days in the company of everybody who used to think he was something, uh, he shows up back home, and only to find his dad overjoyed and throws all dignity aside to run up and kill a fattened calf and put a, a robe on him and and give him the rings and say yes my my son has come home you get every place of honor you had when you left, all is done all is forgiven I'm just so happy to have you here, and. I love that story because I get to tell a lot of people what God's heart is on them when they've gotten so far away. But the second part of that story is the one that, that tends to get kind of left off and not remembered. One is the, is the crappy brother, which I tend to be sometimes. <laughs> so we don't like to tell that part of the story. But like the second part is, is like the kid didn't have any aspirations that he was going to bring the pigs and the ladies and whatever else he had got involved with back to his dad's house. He didn't think that he was going to bring this lifestyle that had separated him from his father and bring pieces of it back to his dad's house, and his dad was going to stand for it. That story has no conversation and no category for allowing that. And I think some of the biggest barriers that I see people run into when they're trying to start to turn their life around and go back home on, on, how, on where they belong, where they were, they were given honor and love and, and, and glory even. They were just where, where they, they were created to be, is they try to bring the, the pig with them or the two ladies with them. And, and the dad's never going to allow that. Not only That's not because he doesn't like you or doesn't like the decisions that you made. It more has to do with if you bring the pigs here and you bring the ladies here, then we're going to become separated at this house, and I won't allow it. I just I will not allow that. It's the same thing that God's done. Every move God's made, every... Every story you read uh, in the Old Testament where you think that God has, has taken a, just a, a crazy bit of justice or, or done something that you just cannot wrap your mind around on why he would act this way, it's because he's not going to allow things that will separate you and him at his house. He's just not going to allow it. And so of the times when you start to feel like you are drifting away from your relationship with the Father and starting to feel disconnected, and maybe that it wasn't your home, I mean, man, it's 10 out of 10. It's never him. It's you trying to bring in prodigal son business 
into dad's house and he's just he's not going to allow it he's just absolutely not going to allow it and so your only choice is to leave because he's not going to allow it here and so i think that's my pope style advice is is pay attention to what you're bringing into your dad's house because you know what's there you know the rings and the love and the <laughs> and the ridiculous forgiveness and that the calf the, the fat calf and the fat calf and the smarmy brother <laughs> these are all things that are there right and these are all things that 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 when you have them for that for especially after the years you didn't have them and for that that one minute you just can't i mean you just cannot stop yourself from crying and acting a fool because it is just so overwhelming to be back at dad's house and then you get comfortable there and then you try to start bringing a pig in there <laughs> and then you start trying to bring a lady or two in there and dad goes oh man i can't i just can't allow it i just cannot and so the pope's solid advice is be careful what you're bringing in your dad's house now you can get off my lawn and i know you was at the dirty <laughs> i mean it's an apropos story yeah, it was. That's <laughs> what they was trying to do. They got ashamed of themselves. Mm. Mm. I'm going to fight you. Why? Why? Because those stories. <laughs> Every time. I thought for we sure. Have been, we have been doing this show for 10 years. 10 years. We've been doing Pope Style Advice for maybe six. Yeah, maybe. Six years. And then randomly in the last year, you just decided to start making ridiculous stories that I get sucked in on, and I want to just join in and be like, hey, man, what's going on at the Bob's And then 14 hours into the story, I go, are you friggin' kidding me? This is a setup for a post op I was invested. I have emotions. My feelings have been brought into this situation. I want to know what is happening on the south side of Des Moines because I used to run the bar that was right behind there. And I'm like, what's going on at the Bob's? And then you, oh, but then they went to Pleasantville because of the Pope style advice. I'm tired of it. Mike, I agree with what you said. I love it. I didn't mean to just Thanks, downplay Bill. that, but no. I'm sick of your stories. Apropos <laughs> stories or not, you fire person. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I, I really thought I overplayed my hand with that Bob's Tools business. I thought there's no way. Not on me. I'm just sitting here eating it up like pudding. I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Bob's Tools in the dirty place. All right. I'm freaking sick of it. As y'all, all the elements of a classic oh, man uh, hey, i really no oh, sorry whatever i mean doggone it i i that's i mean what are you gonna say dan <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say uh, back back to mike uh i never really thought of it in that light but man i know a lot of people who keep being the same prodigal son right they're just like every three weeks oh man i'm the prodigal it's like no stop it right <laughs> you get to be the prodigal once okay <laughs> we, we do it everybody does it right <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> yeah, thank you. Stop it! I'm I'm just envisioning my walk on uh, uh, w with my with my relationship with Christ and like how many times I've like started running back and then just kind of ran the opposite direction again and so the story of the Buva prodigal son would not be the same story. Oh, yeah. It'd be like the dad looking off on the horizon. I'm like, hey, dad, and then randomly like, nah, I'm good. He's <laughs> like, I'm st I'm still waiting. Yeah. Like I'm still here. Es especially if the dad already kicked off a run. Like you're running right. at him. He's, he's running. running at I'm like, you. dad. That's going to be my music video. It's going to be me running to Ben for hours. On <laughs> I to be back and forth on this road. <laughs> to be honest, like it's a double-edged thing because I struggle with this a lot as the guy trying to figure out how far my run goes. Right, like, and it, this this makes it tough, right? Because like, just like Dan said, like, there's some real flip. Flip floppy fellas out there where they're like, yeah, I want to follow Jesus with all I have. And then you'll talk to him not three days later, and it is off the rails nutty. 
like not even close to the father's heart on stuff. Yeah. And as the other brother, don't you just want to just slap him and just say, I'm done with you? That's correct. And so you're the other brother. And I, and, and I sit there. And the father's going, no, let him come. Yeah, yeah. come on, let him come. And here's the thing. It's like, I, and I think what I was trying to figure out was, is the father's heart is always come back. Always come back. Always come back. Right? But it's never bring your your prodigal problems in here. Right? And that's the problem is you can come back as many times as you want. But if you're going to have a pig under one arm and a lady under the other, you you won't stay. It, you, it's just not going to happen, right? And so, like, mm. as the brother, to try to have the correct heart for the guy. Like, like, agreed, like, I can read a lot of myself into that brother. I think almost everybody can and go, yeah, I would have a hard time with this, right, to take this in. But, like, if you look at the brother and go, here's how the brother's heart should have been. Yeah, you're always welcome, and the father always wants you back. But I, 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 you can't bring that pig in here. You just can't. It will never work, and I think that's that's what it all boils down to. Is is everybody's got the folks in their life where they're they're just bouncing back and forth, coming back to Christ, gone, coming back to Christ, gone, and and you're like, you're not even trying. But I don't know how to take the heart or the conversation and go, God's not going to put up with this because He will. He will put up with this. It's me who's struggling with it. God will certainly put up with this. But you want to know why it's not working? Because you keep trying to bring that pig in here. And you can't. It's just it will never work that way. And so if you thought that you would come back, live with the prodigal, or come back as the prodigal son, get the rings, have the party, and then the next day think that you're gonna go back to the pig thing, like it's just it just does not work that way. God's house doesn't work that way. So anyway, it was much as a help for me as it was probably for the fellows I was talking to. All right. From Bob's tools. From, From Bob's, Bob's tools. tools. Shady. Gotta, gotta Shady fellas. Store. Uh, all right, uh, let's see here. Arendelle, let, let, let's crack open another tune here. What's, yeah. uh, tell me about Victory. <clears throat> Victory is a song based on the prodigal son, the story of... Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of you know, it kind of is. The, actually, this song is about... Um, well, it's a little bit autobiographical. Um, I'm, uh, I, I'm still learning and still growing and still uh, know that there's way many things lots of things i don't yet know or fully understand um i'm not the best studier of the bible um i'm, I'm i work best when somebody's telling me a story and painting me a picture but uh but but despite my f- uh lack of fully understanding it is finished right and i can i can take peace in the grace and the mercy that is jesus christ and um the fact that the victory has already been won this song is not on this CD, but but we're so excited about it, and you can't wait to get it down. Um, and with the way things work with us, it might be three or four or five more years before you see the video, performance video for it. But um, it is, uh, you know, it's been getting reaction when we've played it um, at places, and and it's got kind of a swampy feel, which uh, Mark kind of came, this is something that Mark and I wrote. Mark came up with a cool uh, uh, swampy kind of lead thing, uh, rhythm lead rhythm thing, and and um, God just put on my heart that, uh, yeah, I know you don't know everything yet. And, um, you know, you lead your family, you follow Christ. Um, I've got you no matter what. Um, the victory is, uh, has already been won. So it's called victory. Cannot pretend that I know 
All the things there are to know about God's Son and the Holy Ghost. It's plain to see there's many mysteries, things that are simple I just can't see. I just shake my head and nod to the Holy Ghost. Cannot deny that I'm not changed Raised in love, I'll get a brand new name Won't give up this fight For he is in me I cannot pretend temptation will end Because of his presence turn away again In the end he wins It's his victory To win or how I'll die I can smile and spit in the eye Of the evil one Because of who is at my side oh, I'm not smart but I'm not dumb I can't deny what I've become And I'm new and loved A lot less dignified I cannot pretend temptation will end because of his presence, turn away again Won't give up this fight For he is in me I cannot deny that I'm not changed Grace in love will get a brand new name And in the end he wins It's his victory Welcome back to Life from the Path. We appreciate you. Uh, let's uh, big, big round of applause for uh, Jeff Arendale. <laughs> yeah, man, that's a sweet tune. Thanks. Uh, uh, th yeah, be on the lookout. This is why you go to jeffarendale.com and follow uh, Jeff Arendale Music Ministry on the uh, on the old at Facebook. You know,
What do you mean? He does what? Every time we have him in here, he will play one song that is not on the album he has just released. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but see, the, here's the deal. My voice is so bad, I could do any of those other songs, and oh, good Lord, you would never <laughs> invite me back. What was, the, what was the song that I really liked that he did this to me last time? Uh, it, most High? Yeah, yeah, Most High. Hey, man, we're going to play Most I'm like, this one's on the CD? No, man. That no, that's not CD. on the CD. <laughs> yeah. That's hey. never making it on an EP. EP. <laughs> you know, Don't worry about it. You know what I found is that's uh, that's really detriment to selling selling CDs and shows. <laughs> like, oh, man, so which one is the last song on? Uh, well, it hadn't been recorded yet. Yeah. So, uh, but try this one. This one's got some pretty pictures. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's not available for anybody. But uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, here's, a, here's a, a, a picture of me on the front of the album wishing that I'd have put victory yeah, on it. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, it's so new that we just haven't had a chance yet man i like it I, yeah. it's very cool I, I, i've been listening to bands come on and, and and artists come onto the show for a long time and like I, I started to create like my own scale of how much i really like something and if i like have to close my eyes and make a face at it i love the song like i'm sitting over here like oh man this is this is twangy i love yeah. this like i'm digging on this <laughs> that was ridiculous it was it was it was gritty in one of those like awesome, amazing salt of the earth ways, and and uh, I just I can't say how much I loved that song. That was amazing. It was like a homemade nut butter. That's <laughs> what. So I, I tried to give somewhat of an understandable review, <laughs> and then uh, and then Ben came in the side here with fire people and a homemade nut butter. <laughs> That's a terrifying statement to I'm make to a group of but dudes. No, Ben, I know exactly it's what twang. you're saying. <laughs> How it's many, it's how like many, making your own kombucha at home. It's just got its own little twang. Yeah. Like, how many belts would you rate that? Song? I would put it on at a scale least of one to reversible. I, I would say it's at least a six hole on a reversible belt, and so like it's uh, I've lost some weight and I had to put some new belt, and it's just that's sort of no. I I, I love that actually. Like I'm I really dig on on the, the the those identity kind of songs where you're really fi- kind of figuring out who am I in Christ? How can I worship this way? And how can I how can I give this to God in a way that it's like, this is who I am because of you, and this is who I am in, in, in light of you. And I love those kind of songs and like that just that bluesy under like I mean, that was just awesome. Yeah. I loved it. Good. Yeah. Well, you know, and the other thing too about this, I think this is something that you know not only I could relate to, but I think a lot of people could relate to too, yeah. because we all s- struggle with our faith. We're all they on the prodigal son again or whatever. Yeah. And um, but but we're trying to get closer to Christ, and and it's it's we can take comfort and peace in the fact that it is finished. So right. don't try and be a super Christian. Yes, you need to grow in your faith, and yes, you need to be in the Word, and you need to be with uh, with your church family, and you need to you know honor God with your with your own family and all that kind of stuff. But um, you know we're imperfect beings, but take heart. There's peace in uh, loving the Lord and following Christ, being a Christ follower. So. All right. Well, uh, we've been listening to Jeff Arendale again. You go to jeffarendale.com, uh, find him on uh, Facebook, and you can follow the uh, the music action. At, at 2019 seemed like a great year, Jeff. Like, you mm-hmm. got to, you guys were all over the place. Got oh, to play yeah. a ton of different churches and stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, like I was super excited to see uh, not only, like, how often, but the wide variety. Like, if you look back two or three years ago, right, there might have been mm-hmm. a, there's a small subset of places you were playing, and then mm-hmm. now, like, just just all kinds of joints. Yeah, we uh, we got hooked up with uh, Rick Admiral, and this was one of the funnest places and, and most um, even humbling places we played. Rick Admiral over at the Newt Prison, he's got a, a ministry over there, and um, we met him at a at a gig or a show we played over in Keswick, Iowa. Cool little church there with some other bands out in the middle of a cornfield, and the crowd was amazing, but Rick was there, and 
and uh, basically worked it out so that you could, we could go over and, and do a Saturday afternoon. Now, whatever I recommend, if ever you're going into a prison, don't go in with this dude because there are snipers in those towers, Mark. I don't think they want us to like pretend like we're having a knife fight or something as we're carrying our stuff in. You most, of, most of the Jeff Arendelle band was invited back, too. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> Jason was casually out of town. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the other thing, too, I got to tell you, we, I was so excited. We, we did a... Uh, I call it a micro tour. We, uh, it's like, you know, I just want to go and just see what uh, God has for, for us, for this group. And, and we didn't all go, but there was, a, there was a chorus that went down to a music festival down in Sheldon, Missouri, back in September. And a little music festival, and boy, but those people love the Lord down there. Made some connections with some radio, with a radio guy down there, and he's been playing some tunes on the radio, which is cool. But we came back to do a show at a buddy's church in Brookfield, Missouri. So it was like our, our micro tour you know, two whole days, but we had a bus, right? Sweet. And, uh, it was a bus. Yeah, and Mark kept begging, hey, there's a Waffle House. Hey, there's a Waffle House. That's you don't what I'm get, talking about. Yeah, you don't get those up here. That's, you know, there's grits down there and stuff, but uh, we stopped in Brookfield, and they they stayed at the hotel. What's the what's the, the horror hotel? Bates. From, the, the Bates, Bates Motel. Hotel, Bates Motel. Yeah. And I was put up in this uh, plush, you know, uh, yeah. house. You know, so <laughs> these guys were all the bed bugs and all that kind of stuff. I, I don't want to say it was old, but I would probably use the word vintage. Vintage, but yeah. Not clean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, anyway, so in the middle of the night, and I'm taking way too much time, but this is so cool, I got to tell you. Middle of the night, there's this crazy thunderstorm, and uh, we were all just wiped out and sleeping. We wake up in the morning, and well, you know, uh, all the power's out in the whole town, and uh, they think uh, the they think they'll have the power back on by uh, ten o'clock. And well, what time's the church was the service? It starts at ten thirty. Okay, well, we should be cool. We'd unloaded our stuff and kind of set it up the kind of the night before, and we get up there, and he gets another call or checks on. He said, "Well, it looks like it's going to be uh, turning on about 11. And it just kept going like that. Eventually, it was going to be well. It might be like a couple weeks, <laughs> but but uh, but it's they Missouri still don't have power. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they've got indoor plumbing though. But anyway, uh, but you know, it was like we didn't care, and we talked about that before we left. This is spiritual warfare. Uh, Satan wants nothing uh, nothing good to happen out of this, and and we prayed about that. And I didn't know what Satan would throw a flat tire or disunity or whatever. I didn't expect power to be out in Brookfield for weeks or whatever it was but so but we the people came and we did this acoustic service in the dark it, the, the light was just through the stained glass windows beautiful uh, uh auditorium with great acoustics and it was the holy spirit was there it was one of the coolest services one of the coolest uh, things i think we ever did all of us agree so uh, yeah. anyway well, it was cool sound awesome yeah so uh, the next, you know, next gigs, somebody's gonna flip the switch and turn all the lights out or something, and uh, everyone's gonna be disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah but uh, the power's right. on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we gotta do this anyway. Yeah. yeah. Guess the Holy Spirit ain't coming to this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, am, am I leaving anything else out that was cool that happened in 2019? Well, I mean, you left out the part that show we did on the day before was. It, it was hot enough that it caused me to reassert my faith to Christ because I was so concerned about how hot hell was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got a taste of it, and it became very clear to me, you know what, this is perfect motivation for me to just to reaffirm my life for Christ because I'm not going through that again. <laughs> you, you know, it's funny, too, that, that stage, it's, you know, it's a concrete stage, and it's got a it's got a, an overhang on it. And, of course, we're, we're scheduled to play at 5 o'clock or something like that. 
And and it's almost like they turned the stage when they built it so that at 5 o'clock, the sun would not only be directly uh, shining in your eyes, but it would be the poss- the closest possible position to that point on the map as you could possibly be. It was, you know, 150 degrees easy and... Uh, I don't know. It was, but it was, it was still cool. We still, well, and we didn't find out that there was actually a place for the bands to go until after we had played. It was air conditioned. So, like, we're sitting there getting like, we're sitting out in the sun, we're we're buying our waters, we're getting snacks, and all of a sudden we're we're done playing. Like, yeah, bands can go back in this room. There's air, there's food, there's water, there's it's air conditioned, there's fans, there's chairs, and we're like, what? We missed out. (laughs) In the meantime, we're literally dangerously dehydrated. But we uh, brought a bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. Sorry to take so long, but nope. man, what it was a lot. And there was all kinds of other. You know, Iowa State Fair. We love that. Had a lot, and that was one of the best crowds that we've had there in a long time. And and um, I think we opened for Journey that day, or somebody. I don't know who was on the grandstand. You know, it's the same venue, so I'm always, <laughs> you know, casting crowns. Yeah, we've opened for casting crowns. Yeah, we were there <laughs> on the Bill Riley yeah. stage, warming the crowd up. Yeah. <laughs> We also once opened up for Ozzy Osbourne. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're listening to Live from the Path. We appreciate you hanging with us uh, so far tonight. And we've been uh, talking with Jeff Arendale and uh, Jason and Mark. And, uh, again, you can get more information at jefferendale.com or uh, find that stuff on the Facebook and see where he's going to be at. Now, here's the deal. I don't know that I encourage you to church hop to go check out Jeff Arendale. But, I mean, if he's in the same city or Brookfield <laughs> and it's dark and it sounds like there might be spiritual troubles. Maybe you take it in. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying it's an option. Can I tell you where we're going to be next? Is that all right? Yeah, let's have it. Hey, we're going to be down in Winterset at uh, Redeemer Church down there. They meet in the high school auditorium. That's a that's a blast. And then we're going to be up at Highland Park um, Community Church um, up in the Highland Park area of Des Moines, the 16th. Um, and then uh, Fort Des Moines Church of Christ on the 1st of March. Um, we're not yet booked on the 8th. I'm sorry? Real men. Real Men, I'm sorry, on the 21st yeah. of February. Thank you, Dan. And uh, that's always a hoot and a blast, a bunch of guys together and rocking it out for uh, for Jesus there. And, um, yeah, we're, we're booked, I think, uh, pretty much through April-ish. And then, oh, we go up to Webster City on the 26th of April, and there's a big worship night up there. Uh, Pastor Fuzz and his band, are, are good. we're opening up for them. And, and uh, and then there's a deal coming up in Southeast Iowa, kind of a big show coming up this summer that we're looking forward to doing. That I, I'm not supposed to be talking. He can't. About, he so. can't speak of it. No, nope. it may or may not be Tim Timmons. Hey, hold on a minute. Well, yeah, you said Pastor Fuzz. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's gone then. What's that? Yeah. I mean, you you said Pastor Fuzz like it's regular, and yeah. then. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, everybody on this side of the room is like, "You don't know <laughs> Pastor Fuzz." He said, "Pastor Fuzz," <laughs> and so yeah, we're gonna let it go. But I'm, I'm just saying, it sounds like a late night disc jockey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you listening to Pastor Fuzz? Yeah. Right? Is that a last name or a nickname or what's going on with that? That is his uh, moniker. How about that? That'll work. Moniker, well, he, that yeah. means he made up his own nickname. That's what that means. You've been listening to Pastor Fuzz. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Nailed it. I love yeah. it. All right, uh, let's see, where are we at here? Buva, question. You have a question for me? Let's hear it. You have a question for me. Oh, that's right, yeah, that's right. Uh, All right, so, I mean, I've really been trying to figure out how to navigate this. So, um, uh, I've basically been adopted by a couple families. That's the backstory you need to know. Um, One of which is the Jesus people, like I said, and the other is not so much Jesus people. Uh, Actually, kind of completely uh, against Jesus people. And so... 
I don't know. A lot's been changing in my life, and 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 a lot's been like heavy change in my life in the last eight months, probably, of when I've really kind of run back to Jesus in a way that I've never done before, and like to the point where it's like it's no longer to to where I'm trying to like, oh, I want to fix this temporarily and and then run back from it and and figure out what that looks like. I really want to just like legitimately live my life Enoch style, right? Like walk with the Lord three hundred years and then be taken up, and so that's changed me. Like fundamentally, I, I, I've I've started to become a different person, and I'm very thankful for that. But like, that's coming with some strain on my relationships because like my friendships and then my family time is is it's becoming difficult for me because like I don't know I I feel distant from them. I feel like they're they're not really wanting to jam out with me anymore. Being like not to disown me by any means, but just. They notice something is is very different, and like we're trying to figure out what that looks like, and I'm trying to not run away from them and like abandon my family by any means because I don't want to do that. I I fear losing people a lot, to be honest with you, and it just it it rips my heart out thinking that I'm going to lose them. But like at the same point in time, if I'm choosing between the lifestyle that I'm trying to live, which is running to Christ and spending my day to day understanding what that daily bread stuff is, and not being so wishy-washy as a Christ follower, choosing that over sticking around with a family that's just kind of, I, I don't know, uh, cold right now. I mean, obviously, I know what I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose Christ. Like, that is that is not an option for me. It's not even a choice. That's going to happen. And so I'm trying to figure out being a Christ follower and trying to figure out what it looks like to be in this family still or if it's even a decision I have to make or if I just kind of live it the way that I'm supposed to be living it right now and then consequences be darned, uh, familial consequences be darned. I just, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how to navigate this because I don't want to lose my family, but if I got to for, for Christ, I'm going to. I mean, is it uh, is the implication that it's pressing in on your, uh, on your interactions with the family? Yeah. Like, so in what ways? So, like, ultimately what it comes down to is is one of the choices that I've made recently within the last six months is I, I'm never drinking again the rest of my life. And I, I've never been I've never been a dude that's drank a lot, really. I mean, I've done that in my, my past, but, like, it was never a real issue for me. But, like, even if it wasn't an issue for me, I recognized the problems of it, and it was issues for everyone around me. And it was issues for my family, and it was enough to say, I may not have an issue right now, but, like, it's not even worth it to go near it. Like, even in small doses, it's not even worth it to be around it. I want to be a different person. And, like, that's one of the biggest things is I've avoided that lifestyle and avoided alcohol and avoided all of that stuff. And that's, I I hate to put it like this. I hope uh, if they ever listen to it, it doesn't hurt their feelings, but that's a big part of them is is the the party and the, the having fun and the drinking and stuff like that. It's just something I've distanced myself from. Yep. And I'm most certainly a different person because, like, the interactions change because... Uh, at one point in time, I was I was calling myself a Christian, but like I was living, you wouldn't see it at all. You wouldn't see me living Christ out in any way, shape, or form. I was I was I was cursing up a storm in every situation. Which whatever, we'll get into that at some point in time, maybe. But like just talking filthy all the time. My mouth and my tongue did not did not reflect the fact that I love Jesus. My actions didn't reflect the fact that I love Jesus, and I call him my King. And since I've tried to change that, even in minute detail, even in the small things. It's put a strain on us because then they feel like I'm trying to be better than them. Mm. And it turns into it turns into what I can see is guilt on them and they're taking that out on me and retaliating in in in, in like distancing ways because they probably feel guilty. 
And I can get that. Heck, I've been there. I've been there with people that are Christ followers around me that I just go, man, I feel like a schmuck because those guys are living that way or that gal's living that way, and I'm not. And, of course, I try and take it with conviction of the Holy Spirit to go, okay, well, that's something i got to fix. But if you don't have that, I can imagine that's a, hey, I don't want to be around that and be reminded of me being this way and then there being a better path. Mm. And that I, I suppose without going into too specific of it because I'm not really trying not to like hurt feelings yep. or anything, that's probably the best way to put that if that's fair. No, yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, like uh, basically your life is, I mean, um, I, don't, I don't know. Like if you, if you think about it, I, this is, it's, it's irrelevant to, to Christian stuff, to like Christian questions, right? Um, but but I, I suppose it's, it's a little bit more universal than that. Like your life is starting to change. Yeah. And then like as your as that starts to not bring you into the same paths or doing the same types of things or whatever right. um, with other people, uh, they start reacting to that fact. And then the, there's always a question of, oh, well, this thing that, that's not us, uh, you're implying is better, which right. implies that we're worse, right? Like, and, and it's, not, it's not the intent of the conversation. Well, of course but, like, not, that yeah. is That is how people are taking it in. I suppose that's fair. I never thought of it like that. I, yeah, I, I, here, here's the deal. You, you just keep leaving Jesus, and, and what's going to happen is going to happen. You don't yeah. have to leave them. They will leave you. Yeah. That, that's just the natural. They will either become more like Jesus, or they will be repulsed by right. Jesus and back off. Yeah, that's kind of the thing, though. Is like we always talk about, like uh, to, that that you follow Jesus by an example, and people will notice the difference and go, "I don't know what that is, but I want it too." Right? right. It's like this thing we build up in our heads that like this will happen, right? And like, eh, I don't know that, that happens uh, yeah. as much as we think it does. Right. Right. Sometimes it's, uh, yeah, that looks like Jesus. I don't like that. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't Jesus like it. So people will hate you because of me. And I I think that that like like so so from both sides, right? Like the the danger of um having a group of friends or a, a family like that that like as you move closer to Christ they feel like they're moving farther away from you some of that choice is on them right yeah. there they see that you're doing a thing and they're like I, I'm not interested in that at all and not only that but I don't think I like you when you act this way right not that you're being because obviously a Christ follower has a, a God's heart for people and so it's not like they're being unloved by you you know but like they're like we don't get to do what we want to do and what we want to do is X and like that's just uh, you can't bring that into into my dad's house so that's why it's yeah. off the table right and so we go okay you know so so you know they, they start to feel like like Ben said you know that that you're being judgmental against them because you're like hey I know we used to do that thing I just don't do that anymore and so that's ooh. been a big thing right there you're, you're just boring now I mean you used to be the guy carrying a pig and a woman and now you're just like, uh. <laughs> for, for like like a fraction of a second I was like is there some story I don't remember about me where I was carrying a pig and a woman at one point in time but then I remember the prodigal son situation yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I suppose that's a very valid point like I, I'm kind of cool with being boring to be honest with you but um yeah, I don't know. It just it it feels weird and I feel like what I don't want to do is hurt them. Like I feel bad. Like that's the biggest thing for me is I feel bad. Like I'm not trying to hurt these people and make them feel lesser by any means by me trying to choose better. Yeah, but see that's what you're doing. That that's that's the thing that that we get messed up from our point of view is you are not you're inviting them to something better. Right. And they're not interested. Yeah, that's fair. Right. And 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 frankly, uh it's not you they don't like. It's Jesus. Right. They don't like it. You know what I'm saying? You're just yeah. the you're just the messenger here. You know, and and once again, I don't imagine that you are uh, beating him over the head. I don't imagine that you are you know hard selling the gospel and shaming. You know, that's not what you're doing. You're just you just can't bring the pig into your dad's house, and you're just saying like I. And they're like, hey, we're having pig races. 
We're doing catch the pig. <laughs> Come over. You know, you used right. to do catch the pig. You right. know, what's the matter? Well, I don't do ca- Oh, now catch the pig's not good enough for yeah, you. Yeah, you're too oh. good for catch the pig. Yeah, all right. And you're like, I, it's actually not that I'm too good for catch pig. Uh, I just don't. Uh, I just don't do that anymore, and and that's my choice. And to, to take even take the Jesus thing out of it, right? Like if if you used to hang out with a bunch of your buddies, and that's what we did. Like we got together and we drank, and then all of a sudden you're sober. If I ain't gonna follow you there, then I'll just stop inviting you, right? Like I am bringing right. Troy over here no more. He just stands around, and then like I don't know if you've ever been in a room full of drunk people, and you're completely stone cold sober. It's horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. A lot. <laughs> it's not I've done that fun for at a all. Lot of my life, actually. <laughs> right, and so like they're like, eh, you know, I don't want to bring this wet blanket. He's making me feel bad, you know, because right. he's over there not drinking. And so like, I, 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 I think it's more than, it's more than the Jesus. The, like the following Christ is the reason for the changes. But like, right. it's 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 the everyday stuff where you're like, ah, you know, I just I don't want to sit around and gossip about people. Right, that's just not what I want. Right. I don't want to sit around and 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 like, boy, I mean, that's you know, everybody's got this group of friends where they're just cackety 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 all the time, you know. And like, once you decide not to do that, you're not fun anymore. Right. You're just a judgy, judgy, judgerson, and they don't want to hang around with you. And so, like, some of that's the Jesus thing. Some is that our interests are growing apart, and it doesn't have to be a angry thing or upset thing. You know, it's just it's just a choice that right. you made. It don't make it any easier to sit with though. You know, like, it is hard to watch those relationships yeah. go their own direction. There is no doubt. Yeah, I mean, there there's a reality, too. As people change as human beings, it's okay that they they, they go apart because their their relationship just changed or their interactions with the people has changed. But, like, I have plenty of people who that was that's true for me that there's not animosity towards. Right. Right? It's, it is very unfair, uh, and, it's, and, and frankly, it's, it's very selfish— to be upset for someone for not fulfilling the role that they were in your life. Because that's essentially what it is, right? You were the good time guy. You're, you're a person who does what everyone else does or fulfills this role to us. And then to the extent that you're not willing to do that, there's, there's a, it, it's disrespectful to be like, well, if you're not going to be the person I want you to be, yeah. then I don't want to be Dance the dance, monkey, or get out of here. Right. Like if you're not, if you're not a person who – and like no, no one would phrase it like that. But that, I mean that's ultimately right. what we're talking about is like if you look out at somebody and go, oh, well, he doesn't act like that anymore. I mean is it better? Like if, if I objectively – if I put my, the other person first and go, is their life better now than when they were acting this way? Well, yeah. Well, then doggone it. I should be super happy about this. Right. But if my reaction is to not be happy about this, like, you're not – that's not really great friend or family. Yeah. The, but generally, they don't think that much about it. I mean, honestly – That's you, what I'm saying. They're, they're just looking for a party person, and when, when you don't fill that role, well, we'll find the next one. You know, John Belushi was the great party guy. Then he died. He's like, oh, well, and he found another one. We found yeah. another one, yeah. Yeah, and then that guy died. Then he's like, well, I found another one. You, you know, it's just that's, – that's just that crowd. It's not – Yeah. that's just how it is, you know. Man, that leads me down a different path of, of, of <laughs> thought because I, I remember at one point in time how important it was to me to be the party dude. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you, you could look anyone who's well, listened to this show for a long time can know that there's that's been the majority of my well, life. You're the center it's, of attention. It's fun. It, it's, yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm very thankful that it's one of the things that Jesus is 100 percent working on in me, and the Holy Spirit is trying to just bash out of me is my obnoxious pride and like. I'm I'm very happy that's 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 whittling away. It's still there, and I hate that it's there. But like, I, that used to be very important to me. Like I used to. I mean, I remember how feeling so cool because people that were 
in my high school, five years younger than me, knew who I was. And I'm like, man, this is the most important currency that exists my on the planet. My name lives on. Yeah, exactly. I am epic. Like, I remember <laughs> specifically telling somebody, hey, you know how cool it is that I'm still on my high school's website and I graduated a couple years ago? Yeah. It's freaking ridiculous. I thought that was the most like valuable currency on the planet. I was like, <laughs> do you know that I was cool in high school? It was awesome. A lot of people liked me. And then people voted for things at prom for me. And those mean something. And every time I've mentioned that in an interview, they don't hire me. <laughs> and so like, oh. it seems to not be that worth that much. No. It seems it, 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 it's really akin to, you remember when, when Michael Jackson used to run with some real bad dudes, and then he kind of cleaned up his act, and then the bad dudes found him and said, hey, man, come back and be bad dudes with us. And he's like, you ain't bad. You ain't nothing. Yeah, yeah, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> so they split completely, right? So the bad dudes and Michael Jackson parted ways, and like they just can't. They just can't get themselves back together again once it's... <laughs> boo, boo, where are you going? <laughs> Was he wearing a leather jacket at that time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like in a car garage? You ain't bad. You ain't nothing. <laughs> did, you, did you just spew? <laughs> what the bad dudes? Michael Jackson's bad at me. <laughs> That's what your life is like, uh, Yeah. You're the... Here's the deal. There is improvement in my in my relationship with Christ because I didn't immediately go, you're right. I am like Michael Jackson. I am quite bad. You are correct. Uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, move, uh, the, the question, it's just, a it's just it's tough. Like, yeah. And things will be, uh, you, I mean, you kind of nailed it already. They're going to be what they're going to be. You don't, uh, of, of all relationships that you've parted ways with, and I can look back on my life and say the same thing, I don't have any animosity for any of them. Right. That we, we just went a different way. We just yeah. went a different way. And like I know where I can negotiate and I know where I can't. Right. And so there's this line that I that I don't walk anywhere near and soon as soon as the the story or the fellas or the people get over to that line I'm like, "Well, well Mike's out." <laughs> you know? And then yeah. that's it. So you know what's interesting though is like um I think this puts in proper context the general um issue that people will um hurl at Christianity and say the Christians are judgmental. They're judgmental and they're hateful and they're they're always uh, you know and they're they're holier than thou. Now look at Booba's example that we're talking about here. Uh, you could nail this thing like and have, and have walked humbly with the Lord Jesus and simply just changed your life for the better in service to your King. And it isn't anything that you have intended to do, but the very fact that there is something that says I decided to change or I'm I'm Jesus is changing me, it causes a reflection on people. And there, and as opposed to acknowledging that what's reflecting back at them they don't like, the thing then turns around and goes, "No, it's you that suck." Yeah, I hate that mirror. Yeah, I hate the thing that happened. And so, like, I either have to, and, and it, it tells you like the the barrier isn't Jesus, it's not Christianity. No one likes to be faced with their own frailties and have to actually digest it. Like they like they can't take it. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're afraid it's too much of a weight, and to, and, and it, it changes because all that stuff starts to define who they are. Right, like the the people I hang out with, the fact that like we as a family or we as a group of friends, we get together and we drink, and that's a, that's a, it defines us. It's defined every Saturday night for X number of years. It's defined the thing that we talk about. All of our stories are pointing back to times when we were doing that, right? And so if you have to look, if that gets reflected back at you, if you go, oh, well, crap, man, if 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 that is not what defines me, then what the flying heck does? Uh, and I, I'm scared of who I am without it. I'm scared of who I am knowing that everyone else around me suffers the same infirmity and the same reliance. And, like, I mean, it is a world shaker, and it's the right type of world shaker, but, like, it's it's the type of thing that actually presses you to say, 
is God on his throne or isn't he? Because if he's not on his throne, there's no reason not to allow this. This is a perfectly good definition, and we might as well keep it. Right? If he's on his throne, it changes absolutely everything, including this, and it's okay to give it up. But like it's 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 way more of a come to Jesus moment than a lot of things that like where where we might go around and go, Hey, dude, that's sinful, you should stop it. Hey, that's sinful, you should stop. It's when if it's those types of rela- social relationships, especially as they're defined by behavior that's probably not the best for you, um, that when it when it gets held up to a thing, uh, you you really are faced with a choice. And is is this me or isn't me? And if it's me, Dang, I don't want to because it's not gen, it's not just like what you're doing now. It's probably what you've done for forty years, or thirty years, or twenty years, or whatever. And you're like, boy, I've let I've let half my life go, yeah. and this has defined me. And like, it's a lot. It's a lot to have to give up on. That's why Jesus has to work on that situation over time. Like, there's it just it doesn't tend to just hit someone and go, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I've been totally walking the wrong deal. Me and this guy and this guy and I told my kids and I brought my sister in law along and I brought two two friends along. And, uh, right, like, because it, it, think of it this way. Let's say through some means or another, all right, you were able to be convinced that Christianity was bogus, like that you've been following the wrong thing the whole time. What would you do, man? I proselytized my kids, right? I made, we, 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 we gave up things. We gave away money. We gave away time, right? We, we spent time that we could have been doing something else, even just giving each other hugs or whatever, talking about Jesus and praying at night and doing all kinds of things. And I'd be like, I just what would it be like to give that up I'd have to admit that I was I was totally brought in and that I followed the wrong thing and I took people I loved with me that'd be devastating it would be devastating now now take that away like it's not more high and mighty that's Christianity and I'll put it into dude uh, uh, we spend our time uh, getting together and drinking and we made re- and we made real connections true friendships real time spent with each other Good memories that we do actually belly laugh at, uh, and where we there were tender moments. Like all those things are still true things. They were just under this guise of this the sinew that that keeps us together is a is a good one or is an okay one because it produces all these things. And when, when, if you have to face that that that's not true and it actually wasn't as good as as it probably we thought it was, I mean that's a heavy burden to carry. Right. And so I mean people gonna it, it's it's not a natural instinct to turn from and go oh yeah you're right. And if someone goes, hey, man, that's really not the right thing, the same, it's like calling someone's baby. <laughs> like, like, like the thing that, that created those memories and created the sinews in you, and, and your life, you wouldn't say it, but like it implies that like that's not a healthy thing. It's a hard thing to take in. Yeah. So I think, I think it, it, it rolls back up to what Dan was saying. Like, uh, ultimately, it's super easy. You're going to follow Jesus, and people are going to react the way they, they are going to, and it's very difficult to watch it when they don't want it. And when they don't, they don't want it that it's good for you, and they don't want it because they don't want it near them. Uh, and that's there's nothing that causes that go away. Because frankly, I like, like God created our heart to want to see people come to Him, and as He weeps for them, we weep for them. And that, and to think that there wasn't even something like everyone gets it when the guy in the street corner who's going to turn a burn, and everyone's pissed at that, and we're like, well, I mean, I kind of get it, right? But if you're doing something that isn't that, and that you're actually trying to show love, and people take your love for hate, that's exactly what they did to Jesus. Right, and I think that's ultimately what he's getting at: is they hated me, and like they had no reason to hate Jesus. Like his his point wasn't just, "Oh, it's okay to be hated." It's like you know what I did for them, you know what I came to do for them, and they still hated me. Like it's 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 not on you necessarily, but it still does stink. And so, I mean, it's unfortunately it's like every other relationship, whether it's family or whether it's like any connection, like. I mean, I, I would say just be careful. Don't beat yourself up on it. Just follow Jesus and uh, hope it changes the world. <laughs>
That's all, I mean, it's hard. Like, because there's not a magic in it. That's the same. It's the same choice everyone's been making for thousands of years. <laughs> it's just expressing itself in a way that is painful because you're you're close and you're seeing it. Right. Dang. That's tough. Hey, man, Arendelle left. Yeah. He snuck out of here. Yeah. It was when I started talking, too. I'm sorry, I mean, guys. Yeah. Did I mean, he say was... he was going to do that? No. Like, Ahead of time, like, hey, boys, we got to cut early. No. He said, boob is all Jesus. I'm out. Yeah, he yeah. says, look, we're, we're done. We pray. I mean, that, that was total rock star. <laughs> I, we played our stuff, and we're out. He did drop off some CDs on his way out. He's a good dude. And then gave us a thumbs up. Except for that Motley Crue behavior there just a minute ago. <laughs> Other than that, yeah. he's a solid fella. I think he took one hey. of our coasters, too. Hey, I'm guys, t- I just read all the uh, the songs that are on the sweet EP of him sitting on a porch. Uh, and uh, Victory was not on there. Here's what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I record, Every time. I'm going to tell you this thing right here. I recorded the Victory. You know I can release music. Yeah. I just turn it on. I'll, I'll, I'll put it out on the net. Yeah, or, or I overlease it legit. So it'll be on Spotify before his legit albums out there. We'll make big dollars. That'd be hysterical. Here's what I know: Arendelle got no attorney. We'll do, we'll do the videos. <laughs> That's right. We're gonna put it out. Oh my gosh! And we're yes. gonna release a video. We need to do. We need to release the song "Victory" yeah. and then release a video of it. It's gonna be great. I, I, they, I'm imagining some kind of crossroads with a dirt road kind of deal, like a Richard Marks. Absolutely. I thought. I thought a bunch of people getting out of church down south and then going to kill gators. That's what I thought of when I listened to that. Going to kill gators? Yeah. Like, we had to go to church today, but it's gator killing time. And hey, we got to get can, it done. Can the gator be wearing a sign that says, they hated me first? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Because that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> He's the, it's the Christ hey, figure. <laughs> now, that would be a cool video, is to have uh, alligators playing the part of old-time prophets. Right? Like, like one of them's Micah, and one of them's Jeremiah, and the gator's over there crying all the time, crocodile tears. Are you ready? All right, yeah, let's, 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 let's do it. Dear, oh boy, dear life from the path, our 24 year old grandson quotes Raffi. <laughs> ridiculous thing to say. Raffi? Yeah, Raffi. Okay. Ralphie? No. Raffi? I'm sorry. That's, that's the name? They've written the name? Yes, our 24 year old grandson. Quotes Raffi, a college grad from a respected technical institution, <laughs> couldn't find a job for a year after graduation. He has been living with us uh, for more than six months without paying rent because we wanted to help him get on his feet. Mm-hmm. Currently, his only responsibility is helping someone after dinner. He now has a good job. I should mention that Raffi tends to be narcissistic. Wow. He frequently wears his baseball hat to meals, even though I've asked him not to. <laughs> Sorry. That's, to- that's <laughs> Facebook narcissism right there. There's nothing more narcissistic than showing up to dinner with your baseball cap that on. That took a sweet turn. <laughs> Sorry about it. Go ahead. Right, Myrtle. <laughs> Raffi can also be difficult to deal with, attacking me when there's a difference of opinion or if he's angry about something. Unlike this letter. <laughs> oh, boy. We live in a three-bedroom condo. What rules are legitimate for me to require? Can I ask him to keep his room straight and take his hat off at meals or when going out for dinner? How much room and board should we ask for? We have frequent guests, family, our friends, his friends, because we live close to the beach in Florida. Ooh. Space gets to be a big issue, and he refuses to allow visiting cousins to sleep in his room, even though there are two double beds. I welcome your input. Uh, uh, this is your grandson. Yeah. Yeah, so Rafi the grandson has has seemingly to to this person taken advantage of his grandparents' uh willingness to help him out and get him on his feet. Yeah. Uh and uh, she or he is is upset about uh about the living situation. 
and uh, wants to see about setting ground rules and expectations. Okay. I mean, it's their home. Set right. the rules. They, he can leave if he wants. Now that he has a job. Yeah. A I, year? It depends on why you wanted him to live there, right? Like, you're not his parents. You're not raising him. Right. Right? Like, are you offering a guy a place to stay while he gets up on his feet? And that's what you're doing. Which means that you don't get to meddle in the middle of the particulars of his lifestyle, like whether he wears ball caps. Right. 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 Now, if he knows that you don't dig on ball caps and he's eating at your place, then you, uh, yeah, he's kind of a turd. I don't know if a narcissist is the right word, but, like, he's disrespectful, yeah, no agreed. doubt. No, right? no, no like, doubt about that at all. If, if, uh, I mean, that's going to anybody's house, whether you live there or not. If their shoe's off at the door, people, you you're, your shoes off. you're yeah. a shoe off at the yeah, door guy, right? Like, so that's, that's stupid. But, like, on the whole, I think you're letting this train get a ton of cars behind it, and it probably should have, like, two, right? Like, you're like, oh, he's this, he's that, he's that, and blah, blah, blah. You want him to be this better version of himself. Rafi is not that, right? And you're not his parents. And so either offer him a place to stay and be generous or don't. But I don't think you get to have it both ways. I don't think yeah. you get to put a string on it and say, Rafi, you can stay with me, but you best listen to all the input I have on your life because I'm going to meddle. I'm going to get right in the middle of it and tell you what kind of turd ball I think you are. That is a bad on you. The yeah, if you're thing, trying to make him 60-year-old, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. He's only been there six months. Now, he couldn't get a job for a year. After oh, he graduated, yeah. uh, his prestigious technical. Oh, institute. okay. I I was taking that as he moved in right after after college. No. Okay. Got no, it. Sounds like he's only been there six months. And I'll be honest: if you invited a bunch of cousins over and you wanted them to take up residence in my room, I would say no too. I don't want a bunch of crazy people sleeping in my bed. Yeah, you got two beds. Yeah. They specifically said double beds in the room. Yeah. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't want the cousins in any of the beds. Yeah. yeah. The, oh. Well, here's the thing: not in his room at all. So once again, though. Uh, 24-year-old Rafi's got a job now, right? So, like, his cousins are over, staying the night on a Thursday night, and they're wanting to have, because the grandparents got nowhere to be. Rafi's still got to go to work anymore. It's morning. certainly possible that's the situation. I know that's the situation. Okay. <laughs> I don't even like Rafi, and I'm defending him, because I think this is this cantankerous. He doesn't have a job. He wears a baseball cap. Yeah, yeah. obviously. He yeah, you can't get a job wearing a baseball cap at dinner. <laughs> what a narcissist. Uh, Why is that narcissistic? It's not narcissistic at all. There's nothing narcissistic. It just bothers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it just so bothers the woman. She needs an adjective. It. Yeah. <laughs> she okay. needs an adjective. It sounded good. So is that, is that the round out of the advice? Uh, see, look, it's okay to set ground rules, but like you're on too high of a horse on thinking that uh, this is a either your responsibility to raise this kid uh, or whatever. Like if you want if you want a roommate, then fine. Uh, you treat it like that. But like that uh, the the ability the place that you're you're giving him space in your house does not give you the right. Or the the privilege or the presence to be able to uh, act like you are a moral authority is like. But at the same point in time, if they're willing to help the dude out and have certain expectations of that, now I'm I'm not I'm not trying to defend the hey don't wear the baseball cap at dinner kind of thing. Take off the hat. But like cleaning up his room, that's disrespectful to somebody that you're, you're they're letting you use your excuse me they're letting you use their house. And they feel like you're disrespecting their place by leaving your room a mess. And they've asked you to clean it. Clean it up, you friggin' boob. Come oh, on, yeah. man. Like, I, I mean, Rafi certainly needs a talking to. Yeah, yeah. But I, like, I, think, I think you only get to set rules for the house. Right. You don't, uh, yeah. These are the house rules, right? Like if you're going to eat dinner in here, uh, the rule at dinner is no hats. Yeah, personal so, conduct is different than, hey, you're going to treat my stuff correctly. Correct. So yeah. if Rafi wants to eat dinner there, he'll take off his hat. Otherwise, you don't get no dinner. That's yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> if I cooked it, it ain't yours. 
Make your own food. You can use the kitchen. You live here too, but clean up your di- dishes after you're done. Yeah, I, yeah, think, I think they I both just need to set ground rules on what yeah. they're expecting from one another and where the realms of responsibility and interference lie. I don't, I don't uh, think it's any of their business about what he does in his room, though. If it's yeah. clean or dirty, it's like I agree. Shut the door to I an agree. extent. Like so, so actually, the the guy we were just talking about this, it's, whatever. She let me live at her place while I was in, at school because I didn't have enough money to mm-hmm. oh, like rent a place and so she let me stay there and so like every once in a while she's very good about like not bugging me on it too much but like when i thought about it i'm like oh man like this is her place and my room's a pit right now i don't pay for this i'm not this is not my apartment this is not my home i need to make sure i'm getting this done and it was it was a main it was a thing it wasn't necessarily something where i i felt like it was necessary but i felt like it was part of respecting her and respecting her yeah. allowing me to be there was to keep my, my room clean, which I, I stunk at a lot. I was terrible at it. But like every once in a while, I would try and clean it up when I when I had a, a good, genuine thought about, hey, I need to respect the person that's letting me live here. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I just need to set boundaries on what 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 circles of influence mean, where you should care, and where you actually should meddle with. Yeah. Personal things are not the same as, as property things. All right, Secular says... You seem to have forgotten that the condo Raffi lives in belongs to you. Because it is because it is your home, he has been living rent-free, you should be making the rules. Time to sit him down and tell him together that if he wants to continue living there, he will, one, keep his room neat at all times. Two, remove his hat during meals he shares with you. Three, allow the visiting cousins to use the extra bed in the, quotes his room, which is really your guest room. Four, I hesitate to suggest you ask him for money because if you turn the arrangement into a business deal, you may lose leverage. But but I do think you should set a deadline for your gainfully employed but difficult grandson to leave. With the money he has been socking away on rent, he should be able to accumulate enough to afford a place of his own. Yes, yeah, so that I mean that at its core, that's the wrong thought. Right. Uh, if you're asking what, what she calling leverage is very much you overstepping your bounds. Right. Like mm-hmm. hey, you'll lose the ability to overstep your bounds if you make it a business transaction. Yeah, so this is my favorite, <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> this is my favorite line where it goes, allow the visiting cousins to use the extra bed in the quotes his room, which is really your guest room, which you gave to him. Right. Right. right? He so, is the current <laughs> guest in that room. And so they're all family. Stop why don't it. you tell the cousins to pound sand? I got no room, bro. I, there's a dude living in here. You're going to have to get a hotel. <laughs> Right? You set up a tent. I don't know. But you can't give a guy a room and go, by the way, I scheduled five people to sleep in a room with yeah, you. That's right? That's totally yeah. crappy. That's right. not generous at all. Yeah. It, it's kind of like saying, hey, Booba, you, you can borrow my car. And then I call two days later and go, by the way, you need to take my kid to school. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. What? Which I would. <laughs> I would, for the record. Of course you would, but like once once again, it's like it's like when people give you a backhanded gift. Yeah, right. Like here, hey, we bought your kids a trampoline. By the way, I'm going to bring the youth group over on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and we're going to jump on it. I hope you got lemonade and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like it just starts creeping in and starting to where the gift is really a a burden. And so, like whatever you nice thing you were trying to do for Rafi, you're canceling all of it out with your behavior. Man, that's too bad. There's nobody I get fired up more than a 24 year old. Dude, right? That is acting a fool. Like I, I Raffy oh, should really? have been getting the—he should have been getting the brunt of this conversation, and they ruined it. You get angry at twenty-four-year-old dudes that are idiots. Oh man, I can't imagine how that's true, Mike. Yeah, it's my favorite. <laughs> Whether from personal experience or experience on this show, no way you get upset at that demographic. <laughs>
Is that it? You want to do one more? Is that it? No, that's it. We're tucked. Okay. You've been listening to Live from the Path. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hey, I'm going to ask you a big favor, and I'm going to keep on this because we could really use some help. Uh, we do have a, a minor intent to legitimize our operation around here this year. And so one of the things that could really help us out is the thing that every podcast asks for, which is, can you give us a, a rating and a review? So on uh, however you listen to the show, whether it be iTunes or uh, I, I use uh, Podcast Addict on my Android phone, Stitcher, uh, or Spotify. You can pick up the show on Spotify. Do us a big favor and give the show a review and, uh, and, uh, and a rating. And it just helps create visibility for the show, makes people uh, recognize it's a legit operation. Although it's like 200 episodes there, at least we're committed to whatever this is. Right. Uh, but uh, you know what? Um, e- even even if you don't ever call the complaint line, and even if you don't share it on the Facebook, I totally get it. I barely do any of that stuff. But if you could do us just a big favor and um, uh, review the podcast for us and uh, leave us a rating, that would be uh, super fantastic. We'd super appreciate it. So thanks for hanging out with us on Live from the Path. Big thanks to Jeff Arendale. Go to jefferendale.com. To yeah. keep up with what he's doing. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, you're welcome, guys. All right. All right. We're Thanks, going to put out a <laughs> put out a video before him. Pastor uh, Fuzz. Uh, oh, actually, and we're off next week because I'm out of town. So we'll pick it up in two weeks. In the meantime, be faithful in the means. God will hand the ends. You've been listening to Live from the Path.